0: Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Drinking and Screaming, a new podcast we're doing about horror movies and cocktails. I'm Char.
1: And I'm Kelly.
0: And today, we're continuing our best horror movies for Halloween vibes, watching one of our favorite found footage flicks, Creep from 2014.
1: I'm impressed that you did found footage flicks without screwing up.
0: Favorite found... I didn't even think of that alliteration I did.
1: Favorite found footage (laughs) flicks. I'm a voice first.
0: actor. <laughs> <laughs> but first, we have an inspired cocktail creation that we made to match the mood and themes of the movie. So we created this cocktail to be right on the line of danger. Plus, it's peachy.
1: Mm. Is the fact that it's right on the edge of danger because it's made with ginger and I you and know, you you know how I feel about that?
0: Yes, and also because in this movie, the whole time you're like... Is this bad? No. Wait, yes? Wait, no.
1: So you think that your drink is bad, maybe? No. Oh.
0: I'm just going with that idea of being on the line of danger, and then I was like, oh, I'll just add some ginger into this drink so that Kelly
1: will be on the some line what? of danger.
0: <laughs> but I did put actual fuzzy peach rings in there. That's true. Um, To make it peachy, because there's a certain character in this film that's called...
1: Peach Fuzz. Peach Fuzz.
0: So that's what this drink is called.
1: Maybe all part of one of the songs that I play will be the weird song that he sings about.
0: Oh, God. Peach Fuzz.
1: Peach Fuzz. Hello, my name is Peach Fuzz. I
0: might look like I eat you
1: up, but I'm as friendly as a
0: rabbit. But before we get into what is in this drink, Kelly, tell me your first thoughts about it.
1: It is very gingery. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
0: Is it not really dancing on that line? I should have done some more <laughs> to cover uh, it up a bit.
1: No, it is quite gingery, even to the point where it's like, I can feel it in my my throat, the ginger coming down. Yep. It's basically like drinking ginger beer. A Moscow mule, you might say? A Moscow mule, I might say. Huh. I don't really taste the peach too much, but also I've been eating the fuzzy peaches that are around the rim, so... Oh, Okay. Maybe it's, like, it's already in my mouth. Yeah. I need, like, a I need to smell some coffee beans or something before I take my next sip. Yeah. Or whatever the mouth equivalent of that is. Wasabi. Is that what it is? No, ginger? I just said it. Am I supposed to take more ginger to get... Are my, is my palate being cleansed as I drink this?
0: Oh, yeah, because that's, like, when you have sushi, they give you ginger, and it'll, yeah. like clear your throat out.
1: And when you smell perfume, they give you coffee beans.
0: Huh, I didn't know that about the perfume.
1: And when you touch something soft they make you touch something gross i don't know
0: <laughs> but so kelly's not wrong because i used muddler's moscow mule as the base of this drink which is why there's so much ginger in there and then i used some peach schnapps mm-hmm. to make it the peach fuzz yeah um, and obviously we we use some some lovely peach ring garnish on there not real fruit but the candy the fuzzy peach candy but not fuzzy
1: peaches. Not fu- it's. I mean, we can't say the name of them. No. No, they're healthier. They are. One might say smarter than the regular hey.
0: ones. Hey, <laughs> don't give things away.
1: I can feel the ginger in my brain now.
0: I also put some of the peach rings in the drink. So when you're done your drink, then you just get alcoholic candy. Oh. Yeah. I uh, well, I because Kelly clearly doesn't love it. I like it. I do find when we use. Because we're using a cocktail in a can, which is what Muddler's Moscow Mule is. Yeah, they but say. we're using it as a base for something else.
1: Mm-hmm. Is so that allowed? Are we allowed to do that? I don't remember. Yeah. Okay.
0: Because I told them what the show was. They know. They won't. They know what they got into. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to like mask what their flavor is. I just want to enhance it with a bit of other things. So this was a really easy cocktail to make because we just poured that in a glass and then added some. A few other small details.
1: It's, uh, yeah, it's quite strong. I don't think you could mask that flavor unless you find the perfect, like, chemical ingredient that is the exact opposite of ginger that cancels out the ginger. Yeah. And then it tastes like water.
0: But I also didn't want, I didn't want to mask it too much.
1: No, I'm saying that. I like it. I don't, it. even if that was your intent, I don't think you would be able to. Yeah. But, but I'm a
0: fan. I like the tickle that it gives, uh, as you drink it. It's definitely dark, stormy, delicious.
1: It is almost a dark and stormy, you are correct.
0: And it's on the line of danger, which was the point. I,
1: oh, danger and peachness. Why did this why did this drink call me to its house? Is it gonna kill me?
0: No, he's just a sad old man.
1: I don't know, this drink might kill me. <laughs> we also they gave us a Moscow mule, like the cool copper cups. Hell yeah. Which I feel is like a I know that it's not our modern thing, but I feel like people have been picking it up more recently. It's
0: definitely become a trend.
1: Yeah. I like it. What we should do is that we should make our own, like, drinking and screaming Moscow Mule containers.
0: Hell yeah. I've been looking into, I mean, we are not a big podcast. We are very small. No. But I have very big dreams. <laughs> and I was like, maybe we could get flasks with, like, our logo um, etched in them and stuff like that. So I've started looking into it. But most of places that do that, it's more like you can choose whatever text you want and not images.
1: Oh. And a
0: way to do it mass-produced so that our fans could have one is just too much right now. So we have s- we need many more
1: patrons to be so able to get that done. So what you're saying is people should go to patreon.com slash drinking and screaming and become patrons so that we can make cool merch like that.
0: Yeah, I think it's drink and scream.
1: Go to patreon.com slash drink and scream.
0: Yeah. Which- or just look us up. You'll find us.
1: Yeah. Um. Because I want, I specifically want like a Whiskey glass.
0: Oh, glassware a, would be so. cool A tumbler
1: with like etched in is our drinking and screaming logo.
0: Yeah. Once podcasts get big enough, they do like merch stores and stuff. Yeah. But even that, it's just too much right now.
1: Too hard. Mm-hmm. Too well, hard,
0: and we would waste so much money.
1: Well, that's been <laughs> us talking about what we eventually want to do with the podcast.
0: Yay! Let's move on. What did we watch this week?
1: Sorry, I'm eating one of the peaches.
0: <laughs> is it delicious? Yes. Good.
1: Hey, just a heads up, in this episode, we do mention sexual assault and have a conversation about consent, so if those topics are too much for you, feel free to skip this episode.
0: So this week, we watched Creep from 2014. It premiered on March 8th, 2014 at South by Southwest with an international release via Netflix on July 14th in 2015. It's directed by Patrick Bryce, who's the guy that plays Aaron. And it's based on a story by Patrick Bryce and Mark Duplass, who is the guy that plays Joseph.
1: That's how you pronounce that name?
0: That's how I would say Duplass? it. Duplass? What would you say? Duplass?
1: I also would have said Duplass. And I was like, that can't be right. That doesn't, <laughs> sound, that doesn't sound correct.
0: uh uh-uh. The synopses that I have created, my, me, myself, and I, is a videographer named Aaron answers an online ad for a one-day job in a remote town to record the last messages of a dying man named Joseph. When Aaron notices Joseph's increasingly odd behavior, he starts to question his intentions, and things begin to take a dark turn. Blamey, that trailer audio.
1: The ad said $1,000 for the day, filming services. Discretion is appreciated. So the reason I've
0: hired you is because I have terminal brain cancer, and I want you to film me to make a video diary for my unborn son. You need to get out of that house right now,
1: Joseph. Uh, that was a weird trailer. Yeah, I mean, it was way
0: too long. I I'm realizing because their main like release was on uh, streaming services, and I feel like.
1: Do you think that was what plays in like the marquee of Netflix, which is usually too long?
0: I was going to say the opposite. Like you know when you are scrolling through Netflix things and you like highlight a movie and then it gives you like a tiny scene. Yeah. Uh, I, it would rely more on that to get views than a big trailer.
1: I guess. But now, I, uh, yeah. Sometimes, though, when you hover over, it will do a trailer, but it is like a pretty long trailer. Yeah. And then it plays like the generic horror music that they picked out for some reason. Yeah.
0: I feel like they got rid of that.
1: Yeah, maybe. I hope so. <laughs> now they just play like a clip or something like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was a very tonally weird trailer. It was
0: like a buddy comedy, and then. Which I guess, like, that kind of does make sense for the vibe of the film. You're like, oh, this guy is so quirky, but then, oh, it's bad.
1: Yeah, but it, like, also started, it, like, started like a, f- a mockumentary, then went into, like, a buddy adventure, like, indie movie, and then went kind of into a horror. But also, like... yeah. All the, like, quotes that were popping up during the trailer seemed fake. Yeah. One of them was, like, Film School Reject said this, or, like, Geeks of the Doom or something.
0: Which I'm like, maybe those are...
1: Podcasts or Or film critics. Yeah. That
0: just have quirky names. But, yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Uh, Definitely not a good sell.
1: No. I think think if they made a teaser, I probably would have watched the movie more likely.
0: I looked for a teaser, just because usually when we do the podcast, it's hard to... Feature the full length trailers that are like three minutes because it's like either there's not a lot of talking or you don't get too much information or it just gets boring but i couldn't find a teaser for it Hmm. but i think the best way to watch this film is to not really know too much about it i would go on like a friend's recommendation of like yeah you should really watch this movie it's about like a guy that has to film uh this like creepy man and stuff happens
1: i think we originally watched it because we watched like hush and uh don't speak or whatever, or don't breathe. Yeah. And then it was like you might also like creep, and, we, and were like, we were
0: like, that looks creepy. Sure. Yeah.
1: The Netflix algorithm worked. Good job. Yeah. But yeah, that trailer did not do. I mean, that trailer basically showed you what the movie's gonna be, except for like his motivations and stuff, I
0: guess. And the ending is it wasn't revealed.
1: Yeah. But you know, like the overarching, Story. like it basically showed yeah. every set piece except the cool for the stuff. diner. Yeah. yeah. Um. Don't watch that trailer, I guess.
0: Just take our recommendation. If you haven't seen Creep, you should go watch it right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Go Creep on that. Ha. <laughs>
0: are you ready for some thoughts?
1: I might be.
0: Oh, oh, maybe not. I can wait a bit.
1: Here, I'll take a sip very loudly into the mic.
0: <laughs> you ready now? <coughs> no, it went down my throat.
1: <laughs> I breathed the ginger. Oh, they are not supposed to do that, my love. Okay, I'm ready now. Oof.
0: We should have like planned a goof of me being like, "Are you ready?" And you could be like, "Okay."
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, you every time that you ask if I'm ready, you're basically setting me up for a goof. You could just say, "I'm going to now," and then I'd be like,
0: "Maybe I like the goofs." You like you know? my goose?
1: Maybe I do. That's that's unlikely. <laughs>
0: Um, but since I already brought it up, I'm going to go out of order with my points because I wish I counted how many times Aaron says, OK, in this film, specifically in the first like 20 minutes of him starting to film Joseph. It okay. gets crazy. OK. I don't like this. Goof. <laughs> but it's a great illustration of bad consent that Joseph uses against him because consent, my friends, if you do not know, has to be enthusiastic And ongoing. Aaron just kept saying, okay, and sounding so unsure. Yeah. But then he also felt guilty because he did say, okay. But that's okay, my friends. You can revoke consent at any time.
1: And the guy, like, the first thing he does is start stripping, which is, like, the weirdest thing immediately. Yeah. And it's like, are you sure you're okay? He's like... Sure. And then he's like, okay. Yeah.
0: Because he's done so many, like, tiny microaggressions. And then being like, oh, I'm sorry. And then, like, Aaron says, okay, it's okay. Joseph's so good at manipulating, which is my next point. There's all the microaggressions that he does and then immediately apologizes for, it gives Aaron the idea that he can't get mad at him.
1: Yeah. And he has
0: no right to be feeling uncomfortable.
1: It's like Joseph knows that he's a goof or whatever. And he's like, oh man, I scared you, but it was just to give you like a life lesson or whatever. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's
1: kind of like that, uh, that show that you watch, The Push where they start out with, like, giving people oh. very small things to do.
0: I haven't thought about that. Yeah. Just a slight tangent here, the push. It was on Netflix. I don't know if it still is. But the idea is that they can try and manipulate someone into thinking that they've murdered somebody. Yeah. And, like, that they've made the choice to murder someone.
1: Yeah, and it was all, it all surrounded by the fact that, like, you start with very small things to be deceptive about like and
0: putting them in a position where they feel like they can't say no to yeah, you. Yeah,
1: like the first thing is like, "Oh, we didn't get any vegan spring rolls or something like that." Put just put the vegan in the regular spring rolls and yeah. it'll be fine. No one will know the difference.
0: And before they do that though, they like raise the stakes of telling the guy like how important they are. Uh, the position of power that he's been put in, so he feels like he can't say no even to that. Yeah. But then because you say no, or because you keep doing the little things, it gets
1: bigger and bigger yeah.
0: and bigger, which happens in this movie. Very good connection, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Huh.
1: Until eventually like the he's telling you this very creepy story, oh, uh, and you, you can't leave because you've already agreed to start filming him. Yep. Yeah.
0: And then when Aaron finally starts to take a stand, uh, Joseph just guilts him about why he's feeling like that. So both like in the, when he first tries to leave the house, like halfway through the movie and Joseph's like, dude, like, come on. Like, you've already had a drink now, even though he was the one that convinced yeah, him to have a drink. Yeah,
1: you can't drive away now. Ha- the house is dark, all these other reasons. We'll
0: find the keys, like, in the morning and, like, whatever. It's so, like, almost, like, it's so consent-heavy, like, rapey, yeah. but not rapey, but rapey still. We don't know what happened when the camera gets shut up.
1: <laughs> it's also like he, like, pushed the stakes so far with the... the- story about his wife yeah and then he's like did i freak you out with that story about my wife so it's like he pulled back some more he like pushed it and then pulled back a little bit back to the like hey i'm sorry whatever yeah 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 ugh. i mean that's he seems to be an expert at deceiving, being deceptful man then none of those deceitful were deceptful
0: or deceptive i'm going
1: with uh deceptful <laughs> um,
0: deceptful
1: Too much ginger. But yeah, he's so good at that.
0: I mean, we see that he has like 50 videos at least of the people that he's done this to, we can assume.
1: And some of them were like labeled differently too. So he's also like situationally good at it. Yeah. Like one of them said haircut. One of them was like guy in the park. Yeah. So sometimes he does. It doesn't even seem like he really gets to know the person before killing them.
0: It's really interesting, which such a good segue into my next point. Do you think... It's a different pretense every time, or is he always filming for his buddy, which is his victims and not really his unborn son?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I th- I can't. I, we've already seen Creep 2, where he like explains some of what he does, but I also can't remember yeah. it, so I can't yeah. really bring that up in context. Right. But um, I get the impression that this might be like his like his current iteration of the deceit. Okay. Like he probably started with like a different story, different locations, different scenarios. And like probably had some slip ups where he was like, I'm just gonna fucking kill some guy in the park. Yeah. Or I'm gonna like walk up to someone and have a conversation and then stab them in the face or something. Because we
0: do know he does it in different places every time.
1: Yeah. Because he has to rent the different
0: Yeah, it's a rental house and it's always a different rental and um, he wasn't like clear on the restaurant story that he had about like we used to come here all the time. The pancakes are great, but then he's like, oh, what's good on this menu? I don't
1: know. Yeah, he basically had to come up with a story on the spot. Like, the thing about, like, we came here all the time. Like, I painted those paintings with my dad or whatever. Yeah. Like, it also would have been a nice touch if he went to go put on an article of clothing or something and it didn't fit. I mean, Mm. Aaron wears a jacket that clearly fits him properly, but uh, Joseph is much shorter than Aaron. Right. So, like, maybe the guy who actually owns this this house is taller.
0: That's true. And speaking of costumes, it's not in my fun facts. The opening outfit of Joseph, it's like pretty creepy. He's in like runner gear, like black spandex. That's
1: fine. Mine basically look like that.
0: Yeah, but then, okay. I I
1: have decency to wear shorts though, so you can't see my dangling.
0: Yeah, because I've read a few interviews with um, the two creators of the film, and they're like, yeah, it represents like what I want to do to Aaron, (laughs) like hugging his butt. That's what the creator
1: said. What?
0: The spandex. They specifically chose it as like a, it hugs his body like tightly and it's very black and ominous. And it's supposed to foreshadow what he wants to do to Aaron.
1: Because he has like sexual,
0: yeah, sexual undertones. And he like constantly hugs Aaron in the film. Yeah,
1: I guess. That's fine. I didn't get that.
0: Well, that's what it was meant to be. Not even like
1: subconsciously. I was like, it just looks like he's a rich guy that just came back from a jog or something. <laughs> you didn't
0: get any creepiness from it though? I got like, well, I don't know. Like, You're
1: I... going to meet someone that's
0: going to be filming you and you're like, I'm going to wear spandex where you can see my junk.
1: Well, you don't know exactly when he's coming. Uh,
0: he must have had a time. It yeah, was weird it's... that he wasn't there.
1: Are you still like, I just went out for a jog or something like that. Especially if you, your story is that you have a brain tumor. Like the idea that you're going to sit, ar- sit around and wait for this guy? I I'm, guess. Just go for a jog or whatever. Who cares if he sees your, your dick? Like, you're gonna die in three months or whatever. I, I know people like this who are, like, very... What's the word? Like, they always have to be doing something. Like, ev- they're, everything in their day is planned out. They always have an objective. They yeah. always feel the... It's very
0: type A personality. Yeah, exactly.
1: And, like, the idea that, like, oh, I know that this person's coming at this exact time. I'm gonna go for a run. I'll be here, like, just as he's showing up. As I... I'll give my spiel, I'll take a bath, knowing exactly like the timeline of everything.
0: That's fair. So, but like, then to- he also says that. He doesn't know where this day is gonna take us. Yeah. So he doesn't plan everything out.
1: Yeah, but in like even people who don't quote unquote say I don't know where this day is going, he then immediately says we're gonna go find this this heart pond because a woman told me about it. Yeah,
0: that's true. Like, he did he, have and he went in the bath first for tubby time.
1: Yeah, and then he's like, let's go get some some to eat. Like, it, do I, you talk about that tub? No.
0: Oh, because that's a weird scene.
1: It is very weird. But again, like it's also the. I find those kind of people, like, it's it's not a negative or anything like that. It's like they are also just very confident in, in what they're doing being normal, it's I guess. It's fair. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair. And, like, I don't know. The idea that he's like, I got it, my day planned out and they're going to film it. It's going to be a little bit loosey-goosey, but that means basically, like, there'll be 10 minutes of unknown time in the day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just a little loosey-goosey. Just a little bit. My next point is actually a point for you. And I want what us... What did I do? I want us to tell uh, the Benadryl story.
1: The Benadryl story. Which one? The latest one. I have two one. of them. <laughs> the latest one. Um, because
0: for context, uh, Aaron, when he really wants to leave and like gets continuously told no, eventually decides to drug Joseph to be able to escape by using some Benadryl.
1: So, I when we got Buddy, I started getting like itchy eyed and stuff like that. Yeah. And I thought maybe that I might be a little bit allergic to him. So I had some Benadryl left over from, like, a couple years ago when I had a previous Benadryl story. But uh, that involved alcohol, so I thought maybe it was going to be fine if I didn't have any alcohol. So I took a couple Benadryl, and then I was sitting on the couch, and I was, like, looking at Char, and then, she, like, a, like, in a tunnel, like, my field of view was changing. So she started, like, zooming away from me. Oof. And I got really sluggish, and I was like, I think I need to go lie down. And
0: me in real time, Kelly is just like, I'm telling a story. And like, Kelly's a really good listener. He lets me have time to speak, but he also like asks questions a lot. And he does that really really like the office, like head nod, you know, when Dwight is being taught how to like listen, he like head nods and says, "Mm." hmm. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, And Kelly does that like a normal human, not like (laughs) Dwight. But this was not happening. And then Kelly doesn't say anything. He just gets up and walks away. As I was mid-story, I was like, what is happening right now? He, like, goes into bed and, like, turns off the lights.
1: And I got really, like, that feeling when your skin starts to get kind of, like, itchy. Having a blanket on it feels good. Yeah. So I just wrapped myself up. And then I was like, I think I need to sleep. This was also when you were, like, extremely sick. I was, like,
0: almost deathly ill. No joke.
1: So you had to go to the ER and I was like, I, I'll take you. And then you're like, no, <laughs> you have to stay here
0: because Kelly hasn't been communicating at all. He's just like sleep. Like then, that's maybe he said sleep and then walked away.
1: And then as you were leaving, I asked you to take my beer so I didn't spill it on the bed, Yeah, which and I Ke- wasn't holding.
0: And you can't figure out how to turn off the ceiling.
1: <laughs> no, that was after you left. You left <laughs> and I was like sitting there in bed. And I it was trying to sleep and I felt like I wasn't asleep. So I was looking at the ceiling and I'm like, fuck, I can't concentrate because the ceiling fan is distracting me. I wish I could figure out how to turn it off. We don't own a ceiling fan. There's nothing in our house that <laughs> is a ceiling fan. Um, and then It was
0: we- crazy. He was like hallucinating and like incomprehensible stuttering yeah, like great. mumbling it was scary i felt like i almost had to drag you to the er with me <laughs> but i was like i really have to take care of myself right now please don't die bye
1: it seemed to have wear- worn off like three hours later i think because i got up while you were still gone yeah and i kind of like came to and felt more like i just had a really bad nap or whatever mm-hmm. yeah so if i ever just need to take a load off i take a couple Benadryl Benaldri- drill now <laughs> Whew. No, um, that's not true. I don't do that.
0: No, because it's very scary. <laughs> but <apparently laughs> Which you is so weird because I take Benadryl and that doesn't happen to me. It's like those little side effects on the
1: box. Sometimes call...
0: they can happen to you. May
1: cause hallucinations. Yeah, apparently you can be like slightly allergic to Benadryl. So be careful if you've never taken Benadryl before to like not be doing anything. Just in case. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We're going to take a moment to talk about our sponsors and socials. This episode of Drinking and Screaming is brought to you through the generous support of Muddler's Inc., who donated the Moscow Mule we used as the base of our cocktail. Made locally in Vancouver, B.C., Muddler's Moscow Mule takes its cues from classic cocktails. Vegan and gluten-free, be your own bartender. Bring a perfectly mixed, ready-to-drink Moscow Mule anywhere. You can check them out on social media at DrinkMuddler's.
1: Unless you're Kelly.
0: Because it's a lot of ginger in this drink.
1: (laughs) Thanks to everyone who nominated us for the Discover Pod Awards. We'll find out in November if we made it to the finalist round. To all of our current patrons, you help make drinking and screaming what it is today. We have one bonus episode out now. Woo! On the short Lights Out. Soon we'll have a second one once Kelly gets around to editing. (laughs) And then we'll have a third one. And then we'll have a fourth one about the -the behind-the-scenes look at Vancouver's Fright Nights. I think that's the number. There's, we got, we have a few recorded. I just need to do them.
0: I feel like Fright Night should be the next one to come out, hopefully within October.
1: Yeah, so I'm excited for the one that we have already recorded and said this is our second one.
0: Meh, whatever.
1: You can also hear a bonus episode from us on Timber's feed, now called Holiday Spirit. It's harder to make that sound <laughs> spooky.
0: Well, because it's also about Christmas and stuff now.
1: Uh, <laughs> including two full Halloween drink recipes. That I made. Woohoo!
0: Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Drink and Scream, Twitter at Drink underscore Scream, and email us at drinkingandscreaming at gmail.com. It's been a while since I've had to do that, so I was like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. uh Make sure to rate us on iTunes so that we can help get new listeners finding us. It would really, really help us out. For Discord, we're cozying on up with our partner, Super Hopped Up, so check out bit.ly slash up discord. Uh, So my last point is that the restaurant scene was really interesting because he's opening up or like the concept about opening up about your deepest shame is -hmm. like a really big connection that you can have with someone. And that like level of empathy towards like two human beings uh, having that conversation was cool. So I wonder if Joseph actually does feel that level, like highest level of shame in his life for what he's doing. When mm. he's like fixating on someone, because he shows the pictures.
1: Yeah, because his, uh, his, Aaron's story was that he peed himself when he was a kid with like a sensor that caused an alarm, and that was his first time feeling shame.
0: Yeah, but and we then... also know now that he also still pees himself. Do we? At near the end of the film, when Joseph is in Aaron's house and he like films Joseph sleeping or Aaron sleeping, he like goes towards the foot of the bed, and it's all wet.
1: Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't even notice that. I thought it was just shadowy. No. Oh,
0: so he's still ashamed because he still pees the bed.
1: I did not get that at all. Yeah, and then in Joseph's was that he was spying on Aaron when he showed up at first for the first time. Yeah, yeah. I don't um, know if he actually feels remorse about that.
0: Yeah, because then if that isn't true, I'm wondering why wouldn't he want to actually tell his like real shame story and have that like deep connection with his buddy his. Uh, victim Mm -hmm. by opening up about the real truth. Was the real truth the peach fuzz rape story with his wife? Slash, is his wife even real? Slash, is his wife the sister that calls? Mm. Slash, did he rape his sister and not really his wife? Yeah. It's very, very interesting.
1: Like you said before about him being really good at manipulating people, I feel like the, the opening up, quote unquote, is just to make Aaron feel more connected to him.
0: So he won't leave and, like, let all these bigger microaggressions happen? Yeah. So okay. it's like that's the, true.
1: It's like the, hey, I'm sorry that I'm being kind of an asshole. Can I tell you a story that's, like, really deep and personal? Yeah. And then he does that, and then it's like, okay, now I can be an ass to you for a while. But then also, hey, buddy, I'm a human. Let's talk about this. Because even after, like, breaking into his house and, like, rummaging through his uh, garbage, sending him a knife and all that shit, he then sends him DVD about, like, hey, I just wanted to tell you, like, I've always been like this, lying and manipulating people and I don't have any friends and my life sucks now and and
0: I'm really sad and like I just want to connect with you.
1: Yeah. So please meet me. Give me one last chance <laughs> or whatever. In public yeah. park. I promise I won't hurt you in this public park. As I
0: stab you with an axe?
1: Yeah. And he like he even says at the end of the movie like I'm surprised that you trusted me that much. It's kind of stupid. Yeah. To not even look behind you while you're sitting on this park bench in the middle of nowhere.
0: But it's because he's so good at setting up setting him up.
1: That well, must be what he means. But he's loving my
0: end. mic stand again. Sorry, listeners.
1: That must be what he means at the end when he's like, I loved you the most. It's probably because this is like his most successful gaslighting or whatever. Mm. This is the most successful he's been to have someone actually trust him to this level. So he yeah. loves him the most.
0: It was so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird to we'll think We'll never about.
1: know. Unless, well, we're going to find out a did. bit. I don't know. My first point. Yes, tell me. Is that with most found footage movies, there's usually a point at which I'm like, I would not film anymore. This doesn't make sense. Why is the character continuing to film? Yeah, you even said that in this. Like in Blair Witch, at some point, they just have to be like, this is stupid. I guess with that one, it's they they specifically go in saying why they're filming.
0: Yeah, and uh, that one, I feel like there's more of a purpose. It's like yeah. their passion project.
1: Yeah, the outcome has to be this. What is it? uh, Uh, Cloverfield they also say wait like we need to document this for people people need to know what's going on especially when the government does shit Mm -hmm. but in this one I feel like the moment that like shit started going sideways we hadn't been given enough reason as to why Aaron would keep filming
0: yes like this was
1: all Joseph's project the opening scene with Aaron filming himself in the car almost came across as just like here's the preamble to the project I'm being hired to do Mm -hmm. if he was established as like a vlogger or, like, at some point during the movie, he says, like, I need I guess I need to keep filming so I can use this for evidence. That would be one thing.
0: Yeah. But, but we also know that he's terrible at collecting evidence. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, at one point, he calls the cops, and he's like, I don't know, his his name, whatever. And it's like, dude, you have, like, an hour's worth of footage of this guy's face. You could probably go to the, the cops with this. And they At can- least
0: that's something.
1: Yeah. Also, like, dude... D- d- Move, go live with a roommate, or go with a, with a friend for a little bit, or something.
0: Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Does that come entirely from just being ashamed that you wet your wet the bed when you sleep?
0: Well, he's very soft spoken. Or go I to I feel like, hotel like or- men have this. There's this idea that society like focuses on men that we have to be like strong Mm. and that they have to be able to handle their situations.
1: Even if there's a crazy stalker, I can still handle it. I'm a dude. Yeah,
0: exactly. Because, and again, it's always like little things. And then he gets, he apologizes for what he does in the next video that he sends. Yeah. Because the first thing he does is he sends, Joseph sends a video of himself burying what seems to be, at first you think it might be uh, Aaron. Aaron in garbage bags, but it's not. Because then Aaron's like, look at what I got sent to me. Then, is it the box?
1: Yeah, then Joseph sends a thing that's like, hey, I'm sorry I sent that first video. I was in a bad place or whatever. I sent you a wolf because I find them so adorable. Or I love their, their spirit of being super loving and then having a vicious side. But if you cut them open, you find a heart.
0: So cut it open and find something I left for you. Yeah. A heart locket with our faces in it.
1: But like, I don't know. At some point, I would just... I would move for my own, or not move, but I would like leave for my own sanity at some point. Like when I'm having the nightmares and I can't stay asleep because I think somebody's following me. Even if I'm just like, I'm going to go to my parents' place for the weekend or something like that. Yeah. I feel like you don't have to be like, oh, I can't defend my own territory or something. Just be like, I need to get away just to think for a little bit.
0: That's fair. It's also interesting because one of the stages of him being in his house and receiving all this stuff is there's like... He's doing, like, a vlog in bed, and then he hears, like, a bang, and then he gets up and wanders his home, and then it turns out that Joseph is, like, standing outside. I hate that scene. It's so creepy.
1: That's one of the, like, only kind of creepy scenes, because, you know, I don't really care about humans. Yeah. Even when we watched this the first time, I was more just, like, interested to see where the direction goes. Right. But, like, I don't know. Humans. At the end of the day, he got axed in the head, and he died instantly, so... That's a pretty good outcome, I think. (laughs)
0: It's the worst outcome ever.
1: Better than being possessed and dragged (laughs) to hell or, like, tormented by demons for all of existence. Yeah.
0: But again, like, with uh, Aaron being so naive and so stupid, like, he doesn't look back for evidence on that video that he filmed of that noise.
1: Exactly. Like, if I'm... Even if I'm just a fucking vlogger, like, check your work, dude. Yep. Like, what are you to what end are you still filming if you're not even watching the videotapes that you're recording? Yep. Because I would believe if, like, at one, like after he gets up and, like, films and stuff like that, it shows another scene of him sitting on his couch being like, I just watched my tape. Like, check this out. Even fucking Micah does that in Paranormal, yeah, in Paranormal Activity. Yeah, Activity. That's yeah. the goddamn point. So I think, for me, that's kind of, like, the disconnect with the found footage in this movie is, like, we're never really given a reason for... Aaron to uh, continue to care like we know that jo- Joseph cares but oh, like at no point do you does it make sense why Aaron is filming anymore
0: yeah I agree
1: um unless he's literally just doing it for his own like he wants to come back once he figures everything out to watch it or something I don't know I don't know doesn't make sense
0: what's your next point
1: my next point is that even though there's two actors they're both good I thought they both did a really good job.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: But I definitely think that, what's his name? Mark Duplass? Yeah. I think Mark Duplass. That's how I would have thought to report. Okay. it. Okay. I think he's probably the better of the two, which I do think is important because he's like the villain, so he should mm-hmm. have better range and stuff like that but he just has like that really good like nice guy believable kind of spiritual weirdo vibe to him. So
0: believable. I even like as it was happening was like this reminds me of my old boss Steve. <laughs> this is so weird. He I was mean, very believable.
1: I mean, I could see their motivations being the same as well. <laughs> um, but even to the point when like even after Aaron is dead, Joseph still has that persona which makes it all the more eerie that he's like still kind of like Aaron, I loved you the most. That's how he is. Yeah.
0: It's, yeah.
1: Really weird. He's like, I find it honorable that you trusted me so much, and I love you, man, and it's so great.
0: And he's, like, speaking to Aaron as if he can hear and see this. Yeah,
1: but he's dead, and it's like, why do you still, like, that must not be a persona then. You must just have this. Yeah. And then even when he was telling the, um, the peach fuzz story, like, that seemed so heartfelt and so, like, counter to his, like, upbeat, cheery vibe that he always had. So I liked, I think... He had the best range, I think. I think the guy who played Joseph had a good, or the guy who played Aaron had like a good base level of just being weirded out and scared. Yeah. But I think I think Mark Duplass had a had the widest range of of emotions.
0: I don't think I put it in my fun facts, so I can tell you now that they became friends and stuff, which is why they made this film together. But Mark Duplass is the guy that has more seniority, and he had made a lot of other films with his brother before. Whereas Aaron, this is one of Aaron's first films. Okay. So Mark took on like a mentor role in the creation of everything,
1: which does kind of come through as well in the actual like dynamic of their characters. Yeah,
0: and he was like super supportive because uh, the guy who plays Aaron Bryce. I think
1: I could scroll. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think
0: it's Bryce. He encourages Bryce because Bryce is the director and a performer and he's filming. So it's like, yeah, he took on a lot of stuff to do this project. It was his first time for a lot of things.
1: That's always the tough thing about doing a scripted found footage movie where one of the actors is actually filming is like you have to like get dynamic and interesting shots while also acting. Yeah. I mean, I keep bringing up Blair Witch and we'll probably talk about it eventually. But just the idea that they were sent in there with like a goal, not really direction, but a goal and they were told to just act as their characters and react to things that are happening in the woods. But something like creep is like, oh that take was bad, go back and refilm it. Yeah. But like act and film better. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's a lot.
0: That's tough. <laughs> but good on you, Bryce.
1: Yeah, good job. It definitely was really good and there were some really interesting shots. Yeah. I think they laid heavily to or too heavily on like the sudden cuts to stuff when uh
0: oh like the jump scare stuff yeah yeah
1: like when nothing's happening and then suddenly joseph's there yeah or like he's wandering around the house and then suddenly garbage bags it's so clear that they wanted to look make it look like a continuous shot but needed to cut yeah so they just sw- like move the camera really fast so it's blurry
0: which but there also was a lot of cuts in this film that like were meant to be almost not meant to be like purposefully invisible but there, even in, like, the first scene where he, like, gets out of the car and, like, is talking to Joseph, there's a lot of, like, weird cuts there.
1: Oh, yeah, like, he had stopped filming for a second and yeah. then started filming again. Which, weird. like, I guess is supposed to be at the end of the movie, Aaron or Joseph re-editing the movie. Right. I guess. Because this
0: is him. Yeah, I think we're he's created watching, something.
1: Yeah, we're watching the tape that he made, but then he also appended him watching part of the tape onto the end of the tape.
0: That was before he was editing, I think.
1: But then also, I don't know. I don't know what perspective we're watching. Yeah. But regardless, it's complex and integrated. Mm -hmm. My final point is also very similar to your final point about the sister and stuff, is I actually wonder if the woman that calls Aaron is Joseph or whatever his real name is, sister, or if he just hired an actress to call at a certain point and pretend to be his sister, given like, direction and stuff
0: oh because
1: like it would be super easy to convince an actress to like call someone for a prank yeah you just say like hey I'm pranking I would do that and we're making like <laughs> a we're either making like a prank video for YouTube or or I want to prank my friend here's 200 bucks call it like 10 p.m. and then just be really freaked out pretend that I'm your crazy brother or something like that but I'm gonna tell him we're married so play on that plus we know that Aaron or a Joseph preys on people who need money so he probably just yes. went on Craigslist and it's like actress Looking for work.
0: Yeah. So I don't think... Oh, that's interesting to think about. I don't know. And I think that's good that we don't really know. I don't think that
1: person's real at all. I think it's just a voice actor. Yeah? Or an actor in general. Um,
0: The phone conversation was a bit weird.
1: Especially because, like, Joseph seems smart enough that he planned it out so that he would fall asleep at a certain point or whatever. Again, those kind of people that plan everything out. Yeah. Whether they're serial killers or just type A's.
0: Which I guess also, because, like, I don't get drowsy from benadryl
1: even if it's not benadryl it could just be a placebo that he put in a bottle that's labeled benadryl
0: yeah i thought he took it himself out of his own
1: pocket i thought aaron went to the bathroom grabbed a bottle from the bathroom and put it in his pocket oh there were a lot of cuts between him looking for his keys and him pouring a drink that's true um (laughs) because why would aaron be carrying around a bottle of benadryl
0: gonna be out in the woods yeah that's fair
1: but yeah, I think he probably just planned to have this actress and left her in the dark as much as possible, or went and killed her as well.
0: Yeah. Who's well, he does know? cut the phone out.
1: That's true. He does. Like, she
0: asks for his address. Yeah. So that she can help him.
1: But you could just tell an actress to act that or ask that.
0: Yeah, but then why cut the phone?
1: For dramatic effect. Maybe she did it. Maybe part of her instructions were also to like make it sound like your phone's cutting out at the end.
0: I guess it, it seemed too hard for her to do that. It would definitely have to be him.
1: I guess. But, but it was a cell yeah. phone, so you'd need like the radio distributor thingies, the interrupter which thingy from, en- from enough.
0: Yeah, but I believe in that more than I believe in her being an actress. I think that she's actually the sister.
1: But then that would imply that his real name is Joseph,
0: which is interesting because it probably isn't.
1: Yeah, because he introduces himself as like Bill or something to yeah. the new guy at the end of the movie. And it
0: doesn't. He wouldn't use Joseph with. Aaron. Yeah. But the sister call on the phone calls him Joseph. Mm-hmm. It's interesting.
1: My vote, actress. Anyways, that's my last point. Ta-da-da! Scaredy facts. Yay. Kids slowly starting to warm up on me a bit.
0: I love it every time. I'm so excited. Sweet. So for those of you who are just joining us for the first time now, with our the history of Scaredy Facts. Whenever we, as a couple, watch horror movies, we get into bed, we snuggle on the couch, we. We find a nice little comfy position, and one of us will read, and by one of us, I mean it's always Kelly, uh, <laughs> we will read fun facts and trivia about the horror movie we just watched so that we can get in the sleepy mood. With our podcast, though, we always choose the person who knows a bit more about the film to do the Scaredy Facts section to surprise our co-host.
1: I mean, I do remember this one being like two seconds of me telling you facts because it's a very short trivia section. Yeah,
0: I had to do some digging, but I'm, I'm proud of what I got. So at first, when I opened up IMDb, which is our first source that we always go to for these, I was like, God damn it, there's only three. <laughs> um, so I had to be a bit creative with what I was writing, but I got some good
1: ones. Hit me with them.
0: All right. Number one, there are no script writers because there was no script. <gasps> the film is almost totally improvised. The film's Bible was only bare bones. So like you're driving in a car while videotaping yourself talking about the trip.
1: Yeah, that so basically everything I said about this being a scripted, found footage movie was bullshit.
0: Well, it's not... They still had to redo...
1: Shots and Saw. stuff, yeah. They
0: had plan.
1: Mm-hmm. Whereas, they, had, they
0: had plan. That was a weird way to say that. They had plan. They had plan. <laughs> they had plan. How, how you say they <laughs> have uh, plan?
1: Yeah, where I think Blair Witch was mostly, like, free-form filming and stuff. Yeah. yeah.
0: The next one, we kind of already talked about it, but... So we know that there's a creep, too, which the two of us have already seen, and I'm sure we'll do an episode on it at some point, but... This is the first of a trilogy (gasps) of creep films. Creep 2 was released October 24th, 2017, and the third installation in the franchise is still in development.
1: Oh, I thought this one was the second one, because there was a creep released by Radiohead a few years earlier.
0: I hate you. (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) Which is funny, because the next point is, while the creep films are only meant to be a trilogy, Mark Dupla has spoken of seeing potential in a prequel
1: Ooh. focusing
0: on the background of his character. And you were, like, mentioning a prequel, and I was like, wait. And then I was like, oh, you're talking about fucking Radiohead. I
1: mean, it's so that we learn that he is a creep, uh, he is a weirdo, and he realizes that he doesn't belong there.
0: How long were you thinking about that?
1: Like, the lyrics to Radiohead's creep? Yeah. Like, two seconds. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> Well, you, you thought about it before, you're like, I really want to see it. In the movie this. he's
1: walking out the door.
0: Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so this film's working title was Peach Fuzz. Ultimately it was discarded because uh, Joseph's Peach Fuzz Wolf Mask doesn't show up until halfway through the movie. So they were worried that the audience would spend the first half of the film distracted about the significance of the title. So mm. they just decided to go with creep instead. Yeah. So then, next one, I'm pretty uh, happy about this. It's a little snippet of an interview from Anthem Magazine. They had an interview with the two creators. So the uh, interviewer goes, is it true that the film didn't skew so much into horror in the beginning? And Patrick goes, yeah, we did not set out to make a horror film. The film sort of revealed itself to us as a horror film over the course of finishing it, or we thought we were finishing it, (laughs) showing (laughs) it to friends and getting feedback. The elements that we were really excited about were the psychological tension between the characters and the humor. But when we showed it to audiences and showed it to friends, they were just begging us to push it more into a darker place. Mm. Which is my la- brings us to our last point. The film was shot over a year and a half. Jesus. They did so many reshoots to work out aspects that were criticized by friends and other filmmakers. In that same interview uh, from Anthem Magazine, they talk about like, Around the seventh reshoot, blah blah blah, Jesus. and you really start thinking like, "Is this worth it?" Because it's only going to make it like five percent better. <laughs> but they are really happy with the product that they got. So that's good. And it worked out really it well. It
1: got renewed for a, two Trilogy. more apparently. Yeah, so it was apparently successful. But that's crazy because like, it definitely they did do a good job of it feeling like it was all done in one day, basically. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they don't look significantly different.
0: No, there's like one shot. Near the end, where Joseph looks like he has like a bit of like weight gain, but oh, it's yeah. also from like a lower angle. So I was like, nah, I don't know about this."
1: You could also argue that he maybe is like stress eating because mm. it is a few weeks, months, or whatever. That's true after the main event. That is
0: true. He did Good start. Call.
1: To, he did kind of start to look like Hopper from Stranger Things. I noticed. Uh. Yeah.
0: But that's it. That's all my fun facts.
1: That's all the fun facts?
0: My all my scary facts.
1: Oh, I was kind of hoping there would be facts about like how they made the Peach Fuzz masks or something like that or Ooh. like some little tidbit about how his dad actually owned it and it scared him as a kid and whatever. Oh,
0: I do have one more. There's three alternate endings. Oh yeah. But they don't they haven't been released because they want everybody to see the film as it's meant to be seen. Before they release to the public, the alternate endings.
1: So are they going to release the third movie and then release the alternate endings? I it's guess like, this is what the trilogy meant to be.
0: Maybe they're already on the DVD or like Blu-ray versions, but I haven't been able to find anything about them, mm. even like YouTube or whatever. Like,
1: yeah, if they were like on the Blu-ray, they would be on YouTube.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I'm interested to see what they are, though. They went through a lot of different iterations because, again, it was going to be a lot more comedic before uh, audience feedback.
1: I don't want to say that maybe that's why the trailer was edited that way, because you would think that they would have edited the trailer afterward, but it's funny. Hmm. I wonder what the ending would have been like if it was into the horror movie. Just like, ah, I'm so weird, lol. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a prank, bro.
0: Uh, I'm ready for some final thoughts.
1: My final thought is that I think, and it's actually interesting that you said there's a trilogy, because I think Joseph has the potential to be like a really classic serial killer. Hell yeah! Um, I could see lots
0: of uh, videos of this.
1: I don't remember what happens at the end of Creep 2, so I don't remember if he dies or anything like that. But it would be interesting if, even after the trilogy, if Bloomhouse just kept making these, like bringing him back to do another one, because it has such potential to just prey on whatever people are doing that year. Yeah.
0: And even if he does die in the second one, we know that there's like 50 other beforehand.
1: Yeah. We could have, we could just watch the tapes. Like it could be somebody stumbles on his house or like cops raid his place or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Very
0: interesting. Yeah.
1: Cause I think like it is such a cool, interesting character that can just basically be a chameleon to whatever modern day people need, like going on Craigslist and trying to get a job. That's a modern day problem. Yeah. Whatever he could do one where it's tinder he's trying to he goes to dating sites to kill people Oof, or something
0: that's tough that'd be cool I feel like that has to have already happened
1: yeah maybe it's we cult- do see
0: that he has some sorry what were we gonna say
1: I was gonna come up with a pun but then I was hoping you were gonna interrupt me so I had more time to think of a pun Ha!
0: well we do see that he has murdered women it's not just been men in yeah. the videotapes there's been different names so yeah.
1: and the second person in creep two is a woman yeah yeah anyways that's it that's my point My final
0: thought is that I really like this film, but I found that I liked it better the first time around when we watched it because it was definitely scarier the first time for me. I mean, we all know that I'm the one that's terrified of humans and the idea of someone being in my home while I'm sleeping like freaks me the fuck out.
1: I mean, I'm in your home while you're sleeping. That's
0: different. I can't sleep when you're not here. (laughs) But watching it today before recording tonight left me asking more questions and like analyzing the film in a way that I feel took away from the creep feeling that I really got from the first one. There was so much more unknown uncertainty in what was going to happen. I feel like that's a big element of the film. So I feel like it's a great recommendation for a first time viewing for Halloween. But if you've already seen it, I would choose something else. I feel like the rewatch value isn't that high, even though there is, now that you know from the the get-go that Joseph is going to be killing Aaron, there's like, oh, he's like literally joking about killing him with the axe. La, la, la. There's so many
1: uh, Chekhov's axes moments. Yeah, I I agree. It's kind of disappointing. I felt like I was mostly just thinking of the later scenes while watching scenes that we were in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's been Creep, a movie about the love of a father and his creepy wolf mask.
0: (laughs) Finishing off our best horror to get you in the Halloween mood, next week we will, of course, be watching the original Halloween. And remember, always scream responsibly.
1: Bye!